Welcome to Ditch the Classroom. This is your host, Ariana Vernier, and I'm so excited that you're here. I'm a teacher turned business coach who is so passionate about helping fellow mamas like you ditch the classroom and pursue your big, hairy, scary dreams. Imagine a life where you could still impact the world, but do so while following your passions and spending more time with your babies. In Ditch the Classroom, we'll explore ways you can do just that. Myself, guest experts, and amazing teachers who have also built a successful business will share tools, tips, and resources to help you ditch the classroom too. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Ditch the Classroom podcast. We have a special guest on with us today, but before I introduce her, I do want to make a little caveat for y'all. I know a lot of you listeners know that I live full-time in an RV and it is raining, so I'm apologizing in advance if you can hear any of the rain hitting my roof, but the show must go on. So we are chatting with Amber Gless today. She's a copywriter, a coach for copywriters, and a certified story brand marketing guide. And in this episode, we're going to be chatting about how to start and run a successful copywriting business. So welcome, Amber. I'm so excited to have you. Well, thank you for having me. We are kindred spirits. Um, You and I were just discussing the fact that I also live in a camper. (laughs) And so what are the odds of that? Um, But we're, we're both RVers and I really appreciate being on your show and getting to speak with your audience. So I look forward to getting to know you and getting to know them a little. Yes. I love that we connected over that. It's so much fun meeting fellow RVers. So before we jump into like what a copywriter even is, can you just start us off with telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. Oh gosh. I'll try to give the cliff notes version of that. Um, So, you know, where I got, how I got to where I am today. um, I started in politics of all things with um, when I was really young, my mother was really involved in politics. And so she drug me to political events. I walked in parades, you know, and let me just be honest, I did it kicking and screaming, of course. (laughs) Um, And so then, you know, 20 years later, fast forward, and I was the press secretary for Colorado's lieutenant governor and loving politics as much as my mother did. So she, I'm sure she was very proud. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I got started in this business was actually in politics. Um, I had a dream of being the press secretary of the White House. Um, I have not made it there yet. So if anybody out there has a connection that you want to give me and be open to that. <laughs> um, but my love really was for truth-telling and for how do you tell a story that impacts other people when you have one. And that was kind of what my heart was for. And so I'm a journalist by trade. Um, And so I went into politics as a press person and I ran campaigns for years, which kind of um, played to my skills in organization and in recruiting. And so I was in that business for a while and um, just got a little bit burnt out. And so um, I went back to my roots of writing and I have freelanced um, for a long time. And there was a position that I took as a freelancer that landed myself to working with a corporate brand, a national brand. And I worked for them uh, for about 13 years. And so after that, I kind of went back through this phase of like, how do I get back to that freelancing and get back to writing and just working with a lot of different small businesses? And so that's where I am today is I've kind of gone from politics to corporate America and back to my own freelancing business. And my heart really is for helping female entrepreneurs who want to build a business that gives them freedom. 
And what happens with a lot of entrepreneurs is they want to build a business and then they sit down to put into words what they do. And they have a really hard time doing that. And they start to feel like, well, if I can't put it into words, then it must not be what I meant to do. And I just can't do this. And so they walk away from their business. And oftentimes, just because you can't put what you do into words doesn't mean that you shouldn't still do it. Sometimes you just need somebody to come alongside you and help you take what you want to do and take your experience and put that into words that convert into customers for you. And so that's what I do. In addition to that, I also help other freelancers who want to do copywriting as a signature service in their business to elevate their own business and and learn that craft so that they've got something that they can really call their niche and that helps them get out of just doing busy work. Because a lot of times I think freelancers start out with doing the small stuff. They start with maybe doing one or two small activities to get into into the freelancing world. And then they want to expand their business from there. They don't know what niche to do. And so copywriting is a really great niche that you can that you can add to a freelancing business or do on its own as a freelancing business. And so I have a heart for helping people who want to do that because copywriting can be a really great way to freelance your way to freedom, time freedom, financial freedom. And so it's a really cool industry that can do that for people. And it's something that you can do from anywhere, as you and I have discovered in our industries, uh, which is important to me because a lot of the people I work with want geographical freedom as well. You know, they want to be able to travel. They want to go see their family. They want to be in an RV like you and I, whatever it might be. And so I love seeing people who kind of gravitate to this industry for that reason. Yeah, I think copywriting is such an important skill and so, so many businesses need copywriters because like you said, they can't put into words what they're wanting to bring to the world. And I mean, I think that's true of a lot of us, like anything that we're directly related, like close to and want to put out there, it's hard for us to to speak life into that. And so having a copywriter is, is so helpful. And I know specifically my listeners, we're a lot of teachers and a lot of, um, just lost my words. And we're a lot of English teachers. And so we're great at writing. And so this is a a service that can really utilize those skills that you already have. Absolutely. Teachers make excellent copywriters. I have somebody in my community um, who was an English teacher (laughs) and uh, I've been working with her and kind of helping coach her through getting some things set up with her business and English teachers. I mean, oh my gosh, what a perfect, perfect segue into being a copywriter. Um, But here's the thing, even if you didn't teach English, teachers by nature are really good at copywriting because a lot of the skills that you have as a teacher translate very well into being a copywriter, um, being organized organized, putting together projects, um, keeping chaos in order. <laughs> that can be that can be a really good trait as a copywriter because a lot of times what happens as a copywriter is someone will come to you and they'll have a just a kind of a mess of like notes like I want to include this and how do I add this? And you kind of have to take all of that stuff and create structure around it. And most of the teachers who are in my community are really good at doing that. Yes. Yes. We are definitely good at making sense of the chaos. (laughs) So can you explain to my listeners what a copywriter even is slash does? Because I know when I first started in the freelancing world, I'm like, what is that? Is that like a copyright for your business? Like, I don't understand what this is. So can you explain it to us? 
Yes. So that is what most people think about is a copyright that you would file for your business. That's what most people think. And so um, when I talk to people who want to build a copywriting business, I first forewarn them that a lot of people are not going to know what they are when they say they're a copywriter. And so sometimes it sounds a little silly to say, but you have to actually tell people, I write the words that builds somebody's business, or I write the words that that you see on a website, or I write the words that you see on social media, or when you download somebody's lead magnet, I wrote those words that go into it. So that's what a copywriter does. It's really any of the copy that you see a brand or a business use. And there's a couple different forms of copywriting. There's informational and there's sales and there's educational. And anything that you see a business putting out that that meets one of those areas, that's copy. It's in everything you do. And if you have people in your audience who already have some kind of a freelancer business, they most likely are a copywriter as well because they're writing social media captions or they're writing emails for their clients. Um, they're putting together lead magnets. All of that is copywriting, but they probably aren't calling themselves a copywriter, but it's basically all the copy. The, all the words that you see a business using to promote or sell their brand or their business. Yes. Yeah. That was a perfect explanation. I could not have said that better myself. So thank you. So, <laughs> you can tell I've said it a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So can you tell us some of the benefits of becoming a copywriter? Oh my gosh. Um, of course, since I'm passionate about it, there's a lot of benefits, but I'll try to hit the highlights. So one of the biggest benefits is working from anywhere, absolutely anywhere. Um, another benefit that I really love about copywriting is if you have anybody in your audience and, and the people who this is going to apply to are, are going to be shaking their head. If you found yourself to be multi-passionate or multi-interested and that has caused you to feel like you're not sure what you want your business or your side hustle to be, copywriting might help you get paid to figure that out. And so let me kind of quickly explain that before I move on to some of the other benefits, because this is this is something that people really kind of find is an eye-opening thing to, to being a copywriter. Um, for example, I have a lot of interests. I'm very multi-passionate. Um, I'm certified in, as, as a Pilates coach. I'm certified as, as a group fitness coach. I love to read. I love to do research. I love NASCAR racing. I like there's so many things that I love. But how do you build a business on those, right? Like NASCAR has nothing to do with Pilates. <laughs> so like, how do you even do that? And so what copywriting has done for me and what it can do for a lot of other people is as you really hone in on what of your passions may end up being a monetized business, you can be a copywriter and get paid to figure that out. And let me explain. So if let's say you have an interest in writing copy and you have an interest in fitness, you can approach health coaches and help them write the copy on their website, help them write the copy on their blog, do an outline for their podcast. You can do the research that, that is required for the, the podcast episode this week, and you get to learn about the industry and the business and get paid to do it. Now, you may find, you know what? I love fitness. I love doing it on my own, which is kind of what I found. It's a, it's a hobby I enjoy but it's not something I decided to make my actual business. Now, what's another cool thing you can do is, okay, let's try out the tech industry. Am I a good technical writer? You can try writing some technical blogs. 
you don't like it, no big deal. You don't take that client on again. Maybe next you move into the nutrition and food space. Then maybe you try something in fashion and home design. There are so many niches that you can explore. Your niche can be copywriting, but you can explore a ton of other niches and get paid to do that. And so it's a really interesting way to find out um, maybe which of your passions you want to make your niche and your business. Another benefit to being a copywriter is a lot of people start their own business with this kind of time and money freedom goal, right? Like a lot of us, that's why we have our own business. I know that's why I have my own business. But what happens is a lot of freelancers find themselves working for themselves, but still stuck in kind of an eight to five schedule because of what they're doing for their clients. Like their clients work between eight and five and they have to be available. If they have to be available to take phone calls, to send out emails, to book travel, to post on social media because their clients want it done organically. And so sometimes they find themselves still stuck in an eight to five, even though they're working for themselves. Well, one thing that copywriting really allows you to do is not only work from anywhere, but because of the nature of it, it has to be done ahead of time. There's there's very, very few forms of copy that you're going to write that don't need to be done way ahead of time as a project. And so you have the ability to really block out the time that you're working for clients and then the time that you want to be on your own. If you want to freelance and work at 10 o'clock at night when your kids go to sleep and then work a day job during the day, you can do that. If you want to do your own business from seven in the morning until noon and then take the rest of the day off, you can do that. If you want to write during nap time, you can do that. If you want to homeschool and you do your writing while your kids are working on their curriculum, you can do that. And so copywriting lends itself to really giving you more time freedom that I, I find a lot of finance, a lot of freelancers were after in the first place, but didn't get it because they found themselves kind of locked into that eight to five schedule because of, that's the schedule their clients want to work. Copywriting allows you a lot more time freedom that other freelancing things maybe didn't when you tried them. Yeah. And I can attest to, you know, starting your freelancing business and then being stuck and not having the time freedom. My One of my first clients, I ended up having to work on Christmas day that year because of her and like never had to do that as a teacher. And I'm right. like, what did I just do to myself? So I had to completely <laughs> change because I'm like, this is not happening again. This is not okay. Um, right. So yeah, you really do want to think ahead of time. Like, how can I design my business to fit the needs that I the, the needs that I have in my life and not have my life go around my business like your life goes around yes. your job? Absolutely. And sometimes you don't know until you try it, right? Yeah. Like a lot of freelancers get into it and and they don't think about that. Oh, you kind of go into it thinking, yeah, I work for myself. I'm gonna make my own hours. But then, you know, if you're just as an example, if, if one of the things that you do is you take phone calls or respond to emails for an organization or another entrepreneur, most times that has to be done during the hours of eight to five. Um, and now with social media, the algorithms being what they are, you know, they change every dang day. And most of the time, people now are gravitating towards wanting you to post organically versus scheduling. And so a lot of freelancers are now finding that they have to be available to do that. Um, and so it really can, you know, you don't know sometimes until you get into something. And so it's nice when you can learn and, and make your business fit your own schedule and copywriting certainly can allow you to do that. Yeah. Agreed. So 
What are some things that you can do as a freelance copywriter? Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, it's endless truthfully, but some of the most popular things today with the online business space growing like it is, I mean, especially with the pandemic, right? Last Mm -hmm. year, a lot of small businesses got started that people had time. People had time and and more necessity in some reasons to start their own business. And so the online business space blew up and is only going to continue to grow. Well, all of those businesses need different kinds of copy. They need their website copy written. They need their social media posts done. They have to email their community and somebody has to draft those emails. They have to come up with new lead magnets and people have to draft those lead magnets. Um, There are people out there who are writing books who never thought they would have the time to write a book because they're using ghostwriters. That's another form of of copy is writing a book for people. Some people have a whole book inside of their heads. And the only reason they ever written it is they don't know how. They don't know how. They don't know how to say and explain what they want to do and put it into words. And so it's, it's something that almost gives a copywriter the ability to pick and choose, you know, what type of copy you enjoy writing. And you can choose, eh, I might like writing, ghostwriting, I might not. Maybe your thing is social media and you're really good at writing social media descriptions. I think the most popular today are blogging, um, social media posts, and then I would say email marketing. I, I know a lot of people think email marketing is dead, but it's not. And that's a really, really good way to break into copywriting. Um, even entrepreneurs who are just totally fine with writing their own copy on their website, writing their own social media captions, you ask them about email and they're like, oh no, I don't do email. I don't know how to write emails, (laughs) which is always kind of funny because they write the copy for everything else, but email marketing for whatever reason gets a lot of people stuck. And so those are kind of the most popular. And I think email marketing, especially um, if you're comfortable with that is something that you can go to an online entrepreneur like tomorrow and get a client if you're, if you can do email marketing, because so many of them just don't like to do it. They don't know what to write to their audience. Um, It's a little bit overwhelming that they should be doing it every week. And so they, they love it when a copywriter can do that. But I think email marketing, social media posts uh, and website copy those are probably some of the most popular. Um, another thing I would say is if if you want to know like what things would I be doing every day, research. There's a lot of research that copywriters do, and a lot of people don't realize that, especially if you're working for like a blogger or a podcaster or a YouTube person. Um, a lot of times, if you have the ability to do research really well, it will set you apart as a copywriter. Because entrepreneurs, you know, they have to have the research to back up their content. A lot of times they want help with researching what should my content be? What's relevant right now? What are people looking for? And they just need some help with conducting their research because the research takes time. And so research is one of the things that you actually, I would argue, spend more time doing than writing sometimes. Um, And a lot of people don't realize that about copywriting. Yeah, I want to circle back to what you were saying about how email copywriters are so crucial. Um, I think a lot of businesses don't realize like, yes, it's important to be on social media, but they don't own that platform at all. And Instagram could decide to kick them off tomorrow and none of what they had there will be there anymore. But your email list you own. So if you're an email copywriter, that's something you should definitely be pointing out to your clients. Um, that this is something they actually own and it's really important to put the time and energy into. Yes, absolutely. It it is amazing to me 
how much time an entrepreneur will spend posting on social media, but they haven't emailed their their email list in months, in months. And the posts on Um, social media last like, what, 12 hours maybe? Yes. And maybe 5% of your community see it. Maybe. Um, and, And look, social media still has a place in business today, but email marketing, in my opinion, is very much alive. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people just get overwhelmed by it. So they don't do it. But yes, you're absolutely right. You don't own the Facebook or the Instagram. And as soon as Mark Zuckerberg decides to change the algorithm again, which, you know, probably will happen tomorrow, (laughs) then your your post may get seen by even less people. Um, As a freelancer, even looking at it from the perspective of what you can offer your clients, Um, I, for a while, I worked with clients running Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, I started with writing the ads and then I had clients who were like, well, can you just run the ad? And I'm like, well, yeah, that would make sense. So I'll just (laughs) add that service. Um, and let me be honest. Well, first for anybody out there who might run Facebook and Instagram ads, God bless you because it is hard. (laughs) It's really hard. Um, and I was not good at it. I didn't like it. I can write the ads all day long, but as far as figuring out how to actually run them and get them seen by the right people. And it was just not my thing. I was not good at it. Um, but here's, here's what really woke me up to this is I got put in Facebook jail for like six to six weeks or eight weeks. I can't remember now. And it was horrible. I had six clients who I was running ads for, and I had to refer them to other people to take care of them because I literally couldn't run ads for any of my clients. And so after the six or eight weeks, I, you know, I had tried everything in my power to get a hold of somebody in Facebook world to help me out. Well, I finally get this email from somebody who's like, oh, sorry that happened. We can't, we don't we can't see a reason that it should have happened. Um, thanks for being a Facebook user. We released your account from you know Facebook jail. And I'm like, <laughs> Hold the heck on. Do you even realize that I lost six clients and now you're telling me for no good reason? Like I about lost it. So from that moment on, I decided for my business as a freelancer, I am not going to be dependent on a platform to run my business that I don't own. And so for anybody out there who, you know, is considering running ads, again, do it to the glory of God, because it is hard. And if you can do it, you can sort of, you don't own that platform and it can change your business in an instant, just like as a business owner, we don't own the platform. And if we don't have an email list, it can be detrimental to us. It works both ways. Um, You don't own it and it can really ruin your business if it's a main source of income for you. Yeah, definitely. So do you need to be gifted in writing in order to be a copywriter? So this is a very common question because most people, when you talk about being a copywriter, the first thing they say is, oh, I'm not a good writer, so I can't be a copywriter. So first, let me say whether or not you're a good writer is a matter of opinion. And you're going to get a lot of different opinions to that question based on who you ask. You may ask one person and they may tell you you're a horrible writer. And then you may ask another person and they think you're the best writer on planet earth. Like it's a matter of opinion. And so what I want your audience to first hear is don't let somebody else's opinion determine whether or not you think you can be a copywriter. This is probably not what what you want to hear, but it's the truth. The only way to know it is to try it. It's the only way to know it. Um, I know people want 
to go into something with an answer that yes, you are good at it or no, you're not because you don't want to waste your time trying something that's not going to work. I totally, totally get that. But the truth is you're not going to know until you try it, until the market tells you whether or not you can do it. And so that's what you got to do is go out and try. But the other thing is don't let one person whose opinion says you're not a good writer stop you from doing this as a business. Because you may find that you might try social media first and you might have a couple entrepreneurs who say, no, this is horrible. I'm not hiring you to write my social media. Okay, well, maybe you're not a social media copywriter. Maybe you should go write a blog. Maybe you're better at blogging. Maybe you're better at email marketing. Maybe you're a stellar lead magnet writer. There's so many different ways of writing copy. The first thing is you just have to try. And then the second thing is you got to try a lot of types of copywriting before you're going to know which one is best for you. So if you are a naturally gifted writer, is this going to be easier for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like if you're a naturally gifted basketball player, you're probably going to make more hoops than I will, right? Like <laughs> that's just, I'm five foot two. I'm not <laughs> tall enough to like basketball is not really my thing. Um, so for Michael Jordan, yeah, he's going to be a lot better at basketball because he's clearly very gifted. Now, I don't know if Michael, if Michael Jordan went to write website copy, he might not be so good at it. I have no idea. I might excel at that because I'm a more natural writer. So yes, if you have that natural ability, you will find that it's easier. But just because you don't feel like you have the natural ability doesn't mean that it's not something that you can do. I feel like I work really hard to be a good copywriter. I do not wake up every day with this like inspired list of copy to write. And I don't let that make me feel like I'm not a good copywriter just because it doesn't like pop into my head instantly. I have to work at it. Now, there might be other copywriters who literally wake up with like all of this in their head and it's no problem. That's not me. It tainted with this thought of like, well, if it doesn't come completely easy, then I must not be good at it. Well, I don't know about you guys, but just about everything I've done in life has taken work. <laughs> and so I don't wake up completely inspired with my client's copy. I really, I have to do research. I have to write it. I have to rewrite it. And so for me, I feel like anything that is, going to be really good is going to require work. And for me, I feel like I'm probably a more natural gifted writer than others, but it still takes work and effort on my part. So first is keep in mind whether or not you're a gifted writer is a matter of opinion, and you're going to get a lot of different opinions. And the second thing is go out and try it before you're going to know, right? And try it before you know if you're even going to like it. I mean, a lot of people think, well, I don't want to try copywriting because I'm not going to like it. Well, have you tried it? That's the only way you're going to know is to yeah. go out and try it and see see how you do with it and see how it feels to you. But if you are a naturally gifted writer, of course, it's going to be easier. But that's the, that's the case with anything. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the first steps that someone would need to take in order to start their copywriting business? Yeah, so I'm going to get a little bit tactical with these. Um, but the first thing I'm going to say is call yourself a copywriter. Call yourself a copywriter. A lot of people, when it comes to copywriting, feel like this is such an industry where they think they have to have, you know, a master's degree and before they can call themselves a copywriter. And that's not true. Um, I personally don't believe 
that you need to go to college to be a copywriter. Now, there might be some copywriters who will disagree with me, and that's okay. We can disagree, agree to disagree. <laughs> um, but you know, if you have a college degree, great. Yes, it would help you. But if you don't, you can still be a copywriter. And one of the first steps that you can take is to start calling yourself a copywriter. There is a quote by Donald Miller, who, um, for the for anybody in your audience who doesn't know him, Donald Miller is the author of a book called Story Brand. And Such I'm a, a certified, book. yes, it is. I'm a certified story brand marketing guide. And so I love, I love everything Donald Miller. But one of my favorite things that he has said is a quote that says, you don't get paid for your time, you get paid for your intelligence. And I think a lot of copywriters come into this business thinking they're going to work for a really small hourly rate because they feel like they don't have the experience to call themselves a copywriter and to charge premium prices. Well, guess what? The person paying you doesn't have the ability to do it either, or they wouldn't need to hire you. Right. And so you are already a step above them if you're willing to write the copy. Okay. So put yourself in the position of calling yourself the copywriter, because if you're doing the work, you've earned the title. If you're doing the work, you've earned the title. So that's your first step. The second step, I'm going to get into some of the tactics that you really need to be aware of. The first thing is start yourself a business. If you don't have one yet, start yourself a business, open up a business checking account because everything you're going to need needs to come out of your business checking account. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a CPA. So I'll give you that, you know, CYA disclaimer first, (laughs) but um, open up yourself a business account and then um, go either hire an attorney or find an online resource. If, If your audience isn't familiar with something called the contract vault, Um, It's a really good resource and you can jump on there. Um, Andrea Sager is who runs um, legal, legalpreneur, I think is what she's called, but she has a thing called the contract vault where you can download legal contracts and things. Um, And so you can get a contract that you can use for your clients. Do not take on a client without having your business formed and having some kind of a contract for that client. Those are the first two things you need to do. The third thing to set up your business that you need is E&O insurance. So E&O insurance stands for errors and omissions insurance, which covers you for exactly what it says, the errors that you make and the things you accidentally omit. <laughs> so get yourself E&O insurance. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not a CPA, I'm not an attorney, I'm not an insurance person that you can contact people who are in those industries, uh, but ask them about getting E&O insurance for your business. Once you've got set, that set up, get a simple website. It doesn't have to be, you know, fancy. It doesn't have to have 20 pages, just at least one website where you can send people to say, here's who I am. Here's the business I'm doing. People can refer to you and refer to your website. The next thing you want to start building is a portfolio. And this is, this is where people start to back up and they're like, okay, I was with you until that. (laughs) Cause then it starts to feel a little scary, but you do need a portfolio. One of the first things a customer is going to ask that you approach for any type of copywriting is they're going to say, well, can I contact some of your other customers? Um, Do you have a portfolio of some of the work that you've done? Now, when you're coming new into this business, one of the best things you can do is find the ideal client that you think you want to work with in the niche you want to be in. So let's, let's say it's a fitness coach, find a fitness coach and approach them and say, look, I'm coming into the copywriting industry and I'm looking for a couple people to do some work for that I can put in my portfolio. I just ask that I get a testimonial from you and I can use the work I do in my portfolio. 
And so you can do, you can write a blog post. You can write a section of their website copy. You can do a couple social media posts. You can write a new lead magnet. And yes, you're doing it for free. There's a lot of coaches who will tell you not to work for free. I don't think there's a right or wrong. This is just what I recommend is that you may do a couple things for free so that you can get a testimonial and build your portfolio. Um, that gives you some, some clients that you can refer new customers to, to talk to about your work. And it gives you a couple things that you can put in your portfolio online. Um, now, one thing I'll give you is kind of a hack that a lot of, a lot of freelancers don't know to do when you're building an online portfolio, you want to make sure that there's two things that are included. Of course, you want a testimonial. Of course, you want to show your work, but there's two things a lot of people miss. And the first thing is a strategy. What was your strategy behind the copy that you wrote? And so let's say I'm writing a blog for a fitness coach and I'm going to put together in my portfolio, a project summary that's going to talk about the strategy behind that blog post. And I'm going to talk about how this fitness coach has a launch coming up for a course in a month. And one of the things in her course that she talks about is how, if your nutrition isn't on point, weight loss isn't going to happen. Totally making all this up. <laughs> and so today's blog post is going to be on the importance of nutrition, because I want to tee up what her course is going to teach. And so I would put that in just a couple paragraphs in a strategy of the project. This is why I took the approach with this blog post. The second thing you want to make, th make sure you include in your portfolio, if you're doing a before and after. So let's say this fitness coach has a website. You approach them about giving them um, some better copy for the homepage that might help them convert customers better. You want to take a video. You can use something uh, called Loom, L-O-O-M. It's free. Um, you can use Loom to just take a quick video on your screen of what that um, copy looked like before you did your work. Then you can do another video after with your copy and put that in your portfolio. What a lot of freelancers miss is they don't put a project summary that shows the strategy of the copy, and then they don't do a before and after. Now, of course, you can't do a before and after if you're doing somebody who doesn't have a website yet, right? And you're just writing the copy brand new. But you could talk about the strategy you took with the copy. If they have a before and after, doing a before and after video is so powerful for clients in your portfolio because if they just see the after, it doesn't really show the transformation that you gave in the copy. But doing a before and after really shows future customers the transformation that you gave that client. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that a lot. And I think portfolios, well, so when I teach portfolios um, to my students, we do more of like a PDF type portfolio. So if, if you're doing a PDF type portfolio, you can just do like a screenshot instead of the video. But if you are putting like your portfolio on your website, then you can do the video comparison side by side. Yes. And if you want, if you want a resource, flip snack. Totally lost my thought. Flip Snack, F L I P S N A C K. I have no idea why it's called that. It's so weird, but it's called Flip Snack for some reason. Um, you can upload a PDF to Flip Snack and you can add links to it that will stay within the PDF online. So let's say you have a PDF portfolio that you upload um, and you put a video link in there. It will pull the video link up within that same document. So it looks like it's built in without them even leaving the document. And it allows them to flip 
through the PDF document like a book online. Oh, that's cool. But it's it's nice that it keeps them in that same frame, like in the same, so they're not like clicking out and like going to other websites, you know, and then they can't get back and then it's a mess. And so it's a really cool resource if you use PDFs, but you want to have larger files, larger videos linked in there that stay in there. It's a really great resource for portfolio building. And I think I might be wrong. I think they have a trial version even where you can try it and see if it for free to try it and see if it works for you. But I know a lot of freelancers who use that um, because it's such a cool tool for keeping people like within the portfolio, but it's online. That's really cool. I'll definitely link that in the show notes for those listening if you're interested in checking that out. Um, yeah. Perfect. Well, this has been so, so great and so helpful for my listeners. I know they're really going to benefit and just soak all of this up because copywriting is just a skill that so many people have, don't realize they have, they can grow it. It's not something you have to be born with, like you said. And I think it's so, so, so important. So again, thank you so much. Real quick, I want to ask you my favorite question that I ask on every episode. And it's, if someone wanted to start their digital classroom journey, but they just felt too overwhelmed, what would you tell them? Yeah, I'm in a I'm like given some tough love today, but this, this is what's on my heart. So my answer to that is there's never going to be a time where it doesn't feel overwhelming. There just isn't. I, and I think that's true, whether you're in the classroom, in a corporate job, it, like whatever you're in it is, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where it's going to feel exactly right. And it's going to feel not overwhelming. My question is, how much time do you want to spend waiting because it feels overwhelming versus getting to a point where you can be in a position to take the overwhelm away and take more power back in your schedule, in in your freedom of money, freedom of time, geography, freedom, like you and I are doing. There's never going to be a time where it doesn't feel overwhelming. At some point, you're just going to have to jump. That would be my answer to that. And I, you know, I'm not a teacher. I didn't, I'm not in the classroom, but I was in corporate America for a long time. I was in politics. And let me tell you, there, there was a time where I was like, it was scary to leave, right? Because I'd been in those things for a long time. And that was my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I could depend on it. I could depend on the benefits. I could depend on the salary. I could depend on the schedule. But at some point I knew I was going to regret it if I didn't go out and try this. And I was done waiting for the overwhelm to stop because I realized it just wasn't going to, there was never going to be a perfect time. There's always going to be something. I mean, look, like (laughs) every time you think you've gotten through the one thing you're waiting on, something else is going to come up, right? Pandemic comes up. (laughs) Of course, like who saw that coming? And so there's never going to be a perfect time. At some point, you're just going to have to jump. Yep. Amen. I have nothing to add to that. (laughs) That was, that was perfect. And I know some of my audience need that tough love. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it's helpful. Um, copywriting, as you can probably tell, it's a passion of mine. It's an industry that I think is amazing. Um, but I also think people people want to know, well, is it right for me? And really, the the answer to that is, I don't know. I don't know. But I think I think the only way to know it is to try it. Yeah. Definitely. So do you have any resources that you think would be beneficial to my listeners? 
Yeah. So I give free content every week on my podcast. My podcast is called the School of Copy and Messaging. And so on Monday, I specifically talk about copywriting tactics, marketing tactics. And then on Friday, I have a Freelancer Friday episode, and it's completely geared toward freelancers who want to build their business. It's very heavy on copywriting business, but really it's for freelancers. Um, Just a couple of days ago, we talked about how to manage your money well as a freelancer. And so it really can apply to any freelancer business. And that's what Friday is totally dedicated to. So I give a ton of free content over there that can help you out if you're building a business. Um, And if you go to my website, amberglass.com forward slash website, I have a free gift that helps you build your own website. And so it literally, it's like 12 pages, you guys, it's very comprehensive. It's literally a map of how to build a website that will help you have a successful business. It tells you exactly what to include. It tells you where to put it. It makes it very simple for how to build your own website. And so as one of those things that you need to have as you get started being a website so that people can refer to you and know where to find you, this guide will help you build a website that can convert people to customers. That's perfect. And for those listening, I will have both of those resources, her podcast and the website walkthrough guide linked in the show notes. So this has been such a pleasure having you, Amber. It's, I just, I think my listeners are just going to eat all of this information up and I appreciate you so, so much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to speak with you too. And if I can just help one person out there who might be interested in doing this as a business, I would sure love to. Awesome. So where can my listeners come find you, connect with you and become your best friend? Yeah. So Instagram is my favorite platform. So I'm Amber Gless on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. And then I do have a Facebook group um, and that is the School of Copy and Messaging, same name as the podcast. And within that group, especially for, for anybody who is interested in building a copywriting business, I heavily focus on how to do that in the Facebook group. Um, it's a great community where you can get some eyes on work. Like if you're working for your, your on your own stuff or for a client where you can post in there to be able to get a second set of eyes on the work that you're doing. We talk a lot about um, building our businesses and getting clients and all of the things that copywriters need. Perfect. I will have those linked in the show notes as well. All right, y'all, if you loved this episode, make sure to go show Amber some love, connect with her on Instagram, join her community, check out her podcast, all of her amazing goodies that she has for y'all. Make sure to leave a review if you're loving the podcast, because that just helps us get more amazing, wonderful guests like Amber on the show. I love y'all so much, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review, and check out the show notes for a free gift to help you ditch the classroom. If you loved today's episode, can you help me share the message by taking a screenshot, tagging me on Instagram at ariana.vernier and sharing it with your friends so we can help more mamas ditch the classroom and follow their dreams. Until next week, y'all, keep following the dreams that were placed in your heart so you too can ditch the classroom.